Wow, what a big weekend. It's uh, 5.08, and, uh, and we're back at it this morning. Good morning, San Antonio. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, World Trade. We're here on KTSA, along with Dennis Foley and James Trevino. And right over here is Elaine Rodriguez. And the phones are always open at 210-599-5555. If you want to jump in here, Dallas Cowboys won again against the <laughs> L.A. Rams, the Super Bowl champs. Homeboys 5-0. and oh. Yeah. No, hey man, no one's ever started that way in the Cowboys' career. Well, and everybody, right? And everybody's talking about Cooper Rush, and everybody's talking about you know Dak is supposed to be coming back. I, I think Dak was supposed to come back yesterday. I think I, that was the plan, and they went, you know, he's winning. So what are we going to do? No, no hurry for <coughs> Dak to come back. Well, I mean, let him get well. That's what I would be saying if I were Mike McCarthy. You know what? Let him get well. Hey, take some time. Get better. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be here. I mean, the salary is going to be paid no matter what, so just let the guy who's winning go. Well, of course. I mean, as somebody said on Twitter yesterday, uh, you know, just let him play until he ends up losing. He, Dak is not going to sit on the sidelines long. I mean, it's, it, they're, they're paying him way too much money to have him stand around do nothing. Uh, but Cooper has taken this team to an all-new level. And the whole team has stepped up. The defense, by the way, looks incredible. Uh, Micah Parsons is the best player on defense probably that I've ever seen. That's the first dude I've wanted to buy a jersey from for oh, in a while. I may have to. I may have to. Uh, he looks absolutely amazing. He had a groin injury yesterday, and he was still. And you know they they hold him, and the refs let them get away with holding on him. It, it happened all day yesterday where he was being held. And I'm not one of these fanboys that go, he's holding. You know, oh my God, I don't piss and cry and moan about you know penalties all the time. But you watch him play, and they hold him every single play. Somebody uh, grabs him, and they, sometimes they flat tackle him, and they never ever call it because that's if they didn't do that if they if the offense did not hold Micah Parsons he would sack every play it would be a sack every play it must be nice to be so young and yeah and heal a yeah. grown injury that would take us out for two weeks he's well, like no I can play through that don't and he's got to have you know the, I don't know what they're paying him but uh, somehow when Jerry Jones pays a good player a lot of money like a Zeke Elliott or something they go to hell in a handbasket right Zeke hadn't been the same since he got the big contract, the hold out the big contract and all that. And I think same is true with Dak. Dak, that's you know, Dak has just got an injury problem. But Jerry opens the checkbook and pays these guys and then they suddenly go bad. Micah's still on his rookie contract. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so he's so, not making a lot a lot. No. And he but should he's be. Doing, he's doing well. Because other teams are gonna start throwing a ton of money at that guy because he is I I think yeah, I'll say it. I I think he's the best player in the league. I can't think of anybody who is more impactful in the NFL today than him. And I, you know, I'm a Josh Allen fan, uh, and he had a great year last year and a pretty good start to to this year. Uh, but I'm I can't think of anybody else who has the impact on a team and a game that Micah Parsons has. Just not there. There's nobody out there like him. Total stud. Yeah. And so they had a good day yesterday, and Christopher Bell ended up uh, winning his way into the next round of NFL, or NFL, listen to me, NASCAR playoffs. Uh, and he had to win to get in and rallied when he had to do it. Oh, that's difficult. Yeah. Not a top five finish. No. Had he, to win the race. Had to win it. So the only way he was going to get in to advance to the next round. Yeah. And he pulled it off. And, he, I mean, it was amazing to watch how he did it. Now, you know what? There's NASCAR is investigating whether or not Cole Custer slowed down to the back straightaway on purpose. Well, you know what? Happens all the time. Yeah. So that, that's, you know, teams, teams work for and with each other. Oh, yeah. Manufacturers work for and with each other. And so if Cole Custer slowed down, which he probably did to slow those other guys down, so what? I don't care. And also, would it have made a big enough difference in the end in terms of the playoffs and everything else? No, it would, it would not have changed. I, I think they're looking at the number two car, thinking the number two car, if he wasn't slowed down there, wouldn't have, you know, he might have been able to get in on points or whatever. No, he wasn't. He ended up spinning out. So, yeah. you know, he's got a lot to learn. Uh, he's got a long way to go and a lot to learn. I thought it was interesting that Christopher Bell talked about how sprint car drivers such as himself and the others do well these days because the cars are so loose that it feels like driving a sprint car. And I think that makes perfectly good sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So it's going to be exciting coming down to the to the end. You got a prediction on who's going to go on? and uh, Are you even looking at a champion 
so far? I mean, Elliott's been pretty consistent. That's who I'm like, with. Uh, throughout <laughs> the year. Logano's been pretty strong throughout the year as well. Yeah, but um, I, I just don't think you stop that nine car. I don't think there's any way. Yeah, the big thing with him is he's been consistent. Yeah. That, that's that's the big key. Is mm-hmm. We've had a lot of new winners, but he's been he's always up there at, so, at the front. So getting loose, that's your back end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, just Slide making around. sure. Slide around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And sprint car drivers do that all the time on yep. dirt. And so they, they rise to him and Alex Bowman and the number five car, except he lost his brains yesterday. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Larson. So anyway, a uh, big weekend for sports. And we got to talk some politics and some world stuff that's going on today as well. Of course, we're coming down. We're 28 days, 18 hours, 46 minutes, and 55 seconds away from the midterm elections. Come on, America. Let's jump on the midterms and let's make this thing happen. And Travalgar uh, Polster. Uh, Robert Cahaley is speaking again, saying the polls, they got it wrong in 16, they got it wrong in 20, and the polls have got it wrong again now. Now, Trafalgar is one of those polls that you know a lot of people look toward, and he is the founder and senior strategist and pollster at Trafalgar Group, and he says what I've been saying, if you've listened to me, you've heard me say this over and over again, I've said it here on this show, I've said it to Sean on Ware and Rima a number of times, I've said it in videos that are on KTSA.com, Republican voters would be uh, underestimated right now because legacy media talking heads and establishment politicians like Joe Biden saying that Republicans are enemies of the state, and uh, Robert Cahaley is saying the same thing, that Republicans are simply not answering the phones. They're not talking to pollsters. They're not putting stickers on their cars. They're not wearing hats and shirts like they did with MAGA. They're not uh, putting signs in their yards. They're just not. But they're going to show up on November 8th. They will be there on Tuesday, November 8th. They're just not putting that stuff up because Joe Biden told told people to attack them. He made that perfectly clear in that speech about radical MAGA Republicans are an enemy of the state. Join me in stopping them and you had a guy just a few weeks ago get in a car and run down an 18 year old saying hey you disagree with me he's one of those uh, extremist republicans and i ran him over turns out he wasn't an extremist republican if if if, what does extremist anything mean right so uh the republicans are not doing it man they're not putting up abbott signs they're not putting up uh, uh republican signs because they don't want their homes to be um uh you know painted uh, vandalized in any way. They don't want themselves and their families to be in danger from radical, crazy, left-wing nut jobs that attack people based on this kind of thing, the Scalise situation with a Bernie bro who shot him on a baseball diamond. So Republicans are laying low, keeping the powder dry till November 8th, which is now 28 days, 18 hours, 44 minutes, and 25, 24, 23, 22 seconds away. Meanwhile, another poll from Civics, C-I-V-I-Q-S, Civics, showing that Joe Biden is negative in Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, New Hampshire, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Florida, Colorado, and Alaska. These are swing states, and he's down by a lot. Alaska is an example. He's down by 21 points. Pennsylvania, he's down by 13 points. In Georgia, he's down by 20 points. And that's why... The Democrats are not having him come out and and stand up for him and campaign. Remember the days when presidents would get a phone call from all these different uh, campaigns, and they would say, hey, can you come up and wear the white shirt and roll the sleeves up and, you know, do a pitch for my guy? He's not getting any – he's sitting – he's like the Maytag repairman, if you remember that. He's sitting by the phone, waiting on a phone call from these campaigns like Fetterman and others, and they're not calling Joe Biden. And if he's, you know, on average 15 points – underwater on an average you know it's more than that because why what i just say republicans are not participating so if he's 15 in the way the polls are done now without republicans answering the phones and doing the polling it's probably more like 2025 that he's underwater in these states i just got a question for all the trump haters out there to start the week what did you hate 210-599-5555 what did you hate about the Trump era, if if you voted for this mess, call me right now and tell me what you hated about the Trump era. Was it the controlled border? 
Was it the falling crime rates? Was it the low gas prices? Was it affordable food? Was it no wars? Was it peace breaking out worldwide? Was it inflation under 2% instead of 9 plus percent? Was it America first? Was it low unemployment? Just what was it that you guys who voted for this mess that we have as a country right now, just what was it that you hated about the Trump years? 210-599-5555. PayPal is in the news. They wanted to, if you use PayPal, they wanted to take your money without asking you. And I'll tell you why they wanted to do that. Apparently, they're saying they're going to reverse their thoughts on that, but I don't trust them one little bit. And Twitter is back at uh, taking down posts from conservatives. I'll tell you more about that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, sir. 523 at KTSA. Do you use PayPal? All right, so PayPal tried to slip something by you last week. And they got called on it by The Daily Wire, which is an awesome site, by the way, The Daily Wire. That's Ben Shapiro's site. And if you're not going in there on a regular basis, you need to be. You know, like uh, Daily Wire and Breitbart are a couple of great places to go and get a straight shot of the news. But anyway, so uh, Daily Wire found out that PayPal was going to start take, automatically deducting $2,500 out of somebody's account. And by the way, they if you use PayPal, they have all of your account stuff. It's not like you just park money there. You can, but it's not like that. How that's how that works either. You know, they have all your credit card and your bank stuff, and all, all that as well. So, uh, what they were going to do was every time you spread misinformation, what PayPal deemed misinformation, whatever that might be, whatever. Whatever they deemed to be misinformation, they were just automatically going to take $2,500 out of your account each violation. So if you say, I don't think that the vaccines are a vaccine, and I don't. I think the vaccines may be a therapeutic, maybe, but they're certainly not a vaccine. They have not proven to be efficacious at keeping you from getting COVID. Quite the opposite. If, if you say something like that, like Twitter will take you down if you say that, uh, PayPal was going to take $2,500 out of your account for saying that, you know. Or if you say, you know, Joe Biden is, um, oh, he, you know, he's mentally challenged. <laughs> he's got an issue, obviously. If you say that, well, then PayPal could come along and take $2,500 out of your account. $2,500, look at this. $2,500 debited directly from your PayPal account per offense is what they said. So Daily, Water, Daily Wire found this info, and they started to publish it. Then the actual founders of PayPal, you know who they are? Yes, you do. One is a guy by the name of David Marcus. The other is a guy by the name of Elon Musk. They were the founders of PayPal. And Marcus spoke out against that policy. He said, PayPal's new AUP goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something that they disagree with. That's insanity. And Elon Musk tweeted, agreed to that. So David Sachs, who is a venture capitalist, says, get your money out of PayPal right now. Seriously. Close your PayPal account immediately, said Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. Why would anybody use PayPal again, said John Cordillo. They flat out told you they're going to steal your money if you disagree with the regime. The misinformation police are now extending their reach beyond your social media accounts and into your financial accounts. Uh, and uh, or- Orwellian, uh, Brandon Carr, the former FCC commissioner, said, PayPal reserves the right to take your money if you post a message that PayPal decides is misinformation. This is why it's so vital that state and federal legislators pass laws that prohibit discrimination by tech companies and protect free speech. Now, we have uh, a couple of other stories about this over in Florida. The Surgeon General over there is being censored by Twitter for putting up and citing data, actual data, showing an increase in cardiac conditions for men under 40 who have received the vaccine, the coronavirus vaccine. 
In his post, the Surgeon General of Florida, Joseph uh, Ladapo, linked uh, to new guidance from his office recommending against the shots for people under 40. Now, I'm going to get into that uh, after the bottom of the hour news because it's something that I've been following closely. I've been bringing these stories up, and we have more stories of perfectly healthy people, boom, out, done collapsing and in some cases dying we have more stories about that and i'll share that with you after the bottom of the hour but we have this other story about how democratic operatives now have been putting up these uh websites and they're calling them news sites but what they really are is run by democrat operatives who are writing these pieces in a centralized location and they go out as like a press piece to these sites. There's several of them, like more than 50 of them across the country in key cities, in key battleground states that the Democrats must win. And the stories are coming from a centralized propaganda headquarters of a Democrat uh, who, who uh, you know, heads all this stuff up and is sending these stories out. And they aggregate just enough legitimate stories to make their website seem like their news site seem like it is a legitimate news site. But when you get to the politics, it's definitely got a Democrat left-wing slant to it and an anti-Republican slant to it. Now, you can read, I don't know if the Express News is one of these sites, but you can read the Express News, and that definitely is the case with the Express News. They slam Republicans every time, and they love on Democrats every single time, and leftists every time. That's how they do it. So I don't know if they're one of these sites. But this is coming out of a centralized location with a handful of, of activists they worked for the obama administration they worked in the clinton administration they're still receiving uh, funds from obama and clinton and people like that to put out this fake news on these websites across america to make it look like legitimate news sites and they are not they are left-wing activist propaganda sites and unfortunately, because of what's happened with, with cuts in the media business over the past several years, we're talking about uh, financial cuts in the media business, a lot of newsrooms just don't have the staff to check on stories. So newsrooms will get either from a website uh, or from, you know, uh, they'll get a, a press release or something, from, and they'll take it and use it as news on their channel. Both radio and television do this, and, and newspapers do it as well. And they don't vet the information because you've only got a couple of people working in news departments. They can't follow up on it. They can't call and check the story out or whatever. So they run with it as gospel. And it's nothing more than fake news meant to make uh, Democrats look great and Republicans look horrible. It's true. It's going on all across America right now. Uh, and Twitter is not censoring them at all for putting out fake news. And PayPal's not taking money from them for putting out fake news. Uh, only from those who put out fake news, what they consider to be fake news, that has a right slant to it, are they uh, censoring or taking money from. All right, back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Good morning, and welcome to Columbus Day. It's Monday the 10th. It's a 538-ounce Rayware KTSA, 210-599-5555. Before the bottom of the hour break, if you're just now waking up, I promise this story about Twitter once again. Twitter once again censoring free speech in America. Once again, taking down a post that they don't agree with. They do it all the time. Facebook does it. This is, they're going to play in the election again. They're going to meddle in our elections just like they did in 2020. I got, I got a firm belief, again, that we're going to see cheating go on with mail-in ballots. They're going to do everything they can that's humanly possible. I'm talking about Democrats, to steal this election however they can. And I, they will do it as, as much as they possibly can get away with. And that includes what's going on at Twitter. That includes what's going on at Facebook and IG by taking down conservative content or content that they just don't agree with. As an example, the Surgeon General from Florida, Joseph Ladapo, is now recommending against the mRNA coronavirus vaccination for men under 40. If you've been listening to me here on this show and on Warren Rima, I have been chronicling young men, young healthy men, 
who have just been suddenly falling down and dying or falling down and having some sort of uh, cardiac event like a J.J. Watt football player for the Arizona Cardinals used to play over in Houston. <laughs> Out of nowhere, a couple of weeks ago, last week, J.J. Watt has AFib and has to have his heart shocked back into to rhythm. Why is that? And I have been saying that when they do autopsies on these particularly young men, but young women as well, it's just more prevalent in young men, they need to be ha- they need to check a box on there as to whether or not they were um, they, they had the vaccination against COVID. We need to know this. We need to know if that's the case. Uh, Ladapo is citing data showing an increase in cardiac conditions for men under 40 who have received mRNA uh, coronavirus shots. He linked the new gu- he put the new guidance from his office on the website, and he said today we release analysis on COVID nineteen mRNA vaccines. The public needs to be aware of this analysis shows an increased risk of cardiac related death among men eighteen to thirty nine. Florida will not be silent on the truth. Studying the safety and efficacy of any medications, including vaccines, is an important component of public health. Twitter took that down. Now, tell me what in the world is controversial about that. But Twitter took it down. Now, here's a couple of stories that, you know, go right along with it. Michigan football coach, former NFL player, collapsed on the sideline during a game and was carted off the field. Running back coach Mike Hart fell to the ground during the first half of the Michigan Wolverines game against the Indiana Hoosiers, was taken away for medical evaluation. 30 Six-year-old coach taken to the hospital. So why? What happened? Then you've got Illinois congressman revealing that their healthy teen daughter died from, quote, unexplained heart failure. This is Congressman Sean Caston, a Democrat from Illinois, revealing that his 17-year-old daughter Gwen died suddenly in June, was a victim of cardiac arrhythmia said that she was a healthy 2022 teenager preparing to start her freshman year at the University of Vermont. The family said she was fully vaccinated and had tested positive for COVID on multiple times in the months leading up to her death. Well, that proves right there that the vaccine is not a vaccine. She tested positive multiple times, fully vaccinated. In layman's terms, she was fine and then her heart stopped, the Caston family said. We don't know what caused the arrhythmia and likely never will. She had just come home for an evening with friends, went to bed, and didn't wake up. The Caston family explained that Gwen was a healthy eater. She exercised and went to her doctor for regular checkups. So those are things that we need to be checking into, not censoring. Twitter is doing a disservice to the country and to people by censoring the comments from the Surgeon General of Florida. He has a concern about these vaccines, and he is recommending that young people from 18 to 39 not take the vaccine because of what he has seen. And Twitter, uh, by taking down his tweet and his information, is not only violating free speech rights in this country and the First Amendment free speech rights in this country, but they are also playing a very dangerous game. It's important that this information get out there. And Twitter, not allowing that information to get out, could end up costing people their very lives. And uh, Twitter uh, needs to be set straight on that. And that's why they're freaked out about Elon Musk buying them, because he's already said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play that game. We're not going to censor people over here. All right, quick break. Coming up, Trey Ware, KTSA. Of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Right. So 550 at KTSA. Trey Ware here looking forward to October 21st. That's a Friday morning right over here in the Alamo Lounge. It'll be our Radiothon for the Jimenez uh, Thanksgiving Day dinner. 
It's all happening right here at KTSA once again, like it has now for 15 or 16 years. And the dinner's been going on for well over 30 years, and we need your help on that day. So if you can get up with me at 5 a.m. and start calling the phones, I would much appreciate it, and uh, and start making your donations at 5 a.m. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure that the most people eat a great Thanksgiving meal. It's all fresh prepared right here in San Antonio by the Jimenez folks. Uh, there's nothing frozen or, you know, brought in from outside. These are not these are not frozen throwing the microwave dinners. These are uh, fresh uh, turkey and uh, and all the fixings that go along with it. Uh, but we have to have your help to be able to do it. And if you can, that would be awesome. Uh, five dollars feeds a, a family of five or four, and it's just amazing what you can do and how far we can stretch your dollar and make it work. All right. Speaking of food, Chick Fil A. Their drive-thrus are rated as the slowest among fast food restaurants. Taco Bell, Dunkin' Donuts, KFC, and Arby's ranks as the uh, fastest. Okay, well, let me just make sure the real story gets out here about this. Chick-fil-A, first of all, not the one I go to. We we don't even stop. (laughs) You barely stop the one I go to. They're standing out there, and they have the like an iPad thing, man. And you just—it's like you're rolling. They're walking next to your car, taking the order, and then you just pull around, and there's people standing outside the window now, handing it to you. It's like they're throwing it in your car as you drive by. It's crazy how fast the one I go to gets you through. But whatever. I mean, you know, if if you can't sit, what what, what was it? Sixty seconds. If you can't sit sixty seconds waiting on your food. You got bigger problems than Chick-fil-A being the slowest. Now, if they're ranked the slowest, it's for a couple of reasons, I'm sure. Number one is they're the busiest, okay? When it, it's pretty easy to move th- people through real quick when there's nobody in the line. And again, the Chick-fil-A that I go to is surrounded by other uh, fast food places. And I'll go by there and nobody there. Well, Arby's is a prime example. Arby's across the street. And uh, and I eat at that Arby's too, but man, there's nobody in that line ever in that line. I've never waited at that Arby's ever. And I go by a KFC two or three times. I don't I don't eat KFC, but I go by there two or three times a day when I'm out driving around, and I don't ever I don't see anybody in their drive through either. So it's pretty easy to be to to beat Chick Fil A when you're you know f- uh, moving along faster than that. And I'm sure politics played into this as well. It's all in vogue for the left to hate Chick Fil A. It's just that what they do, you know, Chick Fil A they hate they hate homosexuals, man. So yeah, they don't like queer people, nah, you know, whatever. So whatever. Um, it's still great. Now out in uh, Las Vegas, I don't know if you have ever been to uh, the fast. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, the hamburger joint, and the story just disappeared on me. In and out. There's one in Las Vegas. That's the first one I went to. The other's in and out over here. But there's one in Las Vegas. First one I ever went to. And a guy took a rescue camel in there and ordered his French fries with a camel the other day. <laughs> he just walked in with a rescue camel and said, "I want some French fries from In and Out." And they served him, and everybody thought it was great. It ended up all over, you know, social media. Of course, everybody, everything does. Um, speaking of Las Vegas, I was telling you last week about this mass uh, stabbing that went on, and I said, okay, you're going to take knives away, and certainly that's not what happens. The the only thing that they ever want to take away is guns, like Pop is the senile, old, liberal Greg Popovich, once again, is popping off, and by the way, I'm not saying he can't, he has every right in the world, but you know probably needs to focus on his basketball team that sucks they're horrible but that's what he did you know just a real quick commentary on him he took his attention off of coaching a basketball team and he got all woke and all political and look at him the proof as they always say is the proof the pudding is in the eating and the the spurs suck and there's a direct correlation between him getting all woke, him getting all focused on on politics, him becoming a left wing uh, political commentator more more so than a basketball coach, and the downfall of the San Antonio Spurs. There's a direct correlation. I had a friend say that about NASCAR the other day. That NASCAR's gone really really woke. All yesterday, all the window nets were pink for October. You know, well yeah, and NASCAR has had a big decline. Since they went all woke, 
the whole fake news thing with Bubba Wallace. It was fake fake news. It was not true. That was not a noose. That was a garage door pull. But anyway, uh, you know, there there is a direct correlation between that. And, and in Popovich's case, he's bashing once again Greg Abbott, hoping that this nut job O'Rourke wins uh, and becomes a governor, and, uh, and his team sucks. So um, he wants to ban guns. Greg Popovich doesn't want you to own a gun here in the state of Texas. That's why he supports O'Rourke. Now, He's perfectly cool with himself being protected by armed guards, and he is. Greg Popovich is. And so is Beto O'Rourke. But they don't want you to be protected by a gun. So in Las Vegas, this man, as I told you last week, walks up to these two uh, showgirls who were taking pictures in front of the Wynn Hotel with visitors, with tourists, and he stabs them both. And then he starts chasing the tourists and starts stabbing them. Two dead Three in critical condition, three in the hospital in Las Vegas. So a total of six injured and two dead. One knife, one man, an illegal alien. An illegal alien that came across the wide open border that was made wide open by this administration. This administration has blood on its hands. This administration, because the border is wide open, has 300 dead Americans on its hands every day. Every day from fentanyl poisoning that's coming across our southern border. And they have the, the, the blood of two people who are dead now and six who are injured in Las Vegas on their hands as well because this illegal alien came right across the southern border and was there to go after these people. Uh, this administration has opened the southern border like no administration before. And again, I ask the question, those of you who are Democrats or those of you who are Trump haters, my question for you this morning at 210-599-5555, just exactly what was it about Donald Trump's administration and the policies he put in place what did you hate exactly and specifically? Why did you vote for this mess that we have now as a country? Did you hate the controlled border? Did you hate the fact that the border was being controlled and we didn't have people coming in here taking American jobs, packing our schools, packing our hospitals full of people? Did you hate the fact that fentanyl and other drugs were not pouring into the country? Did you hate the fact that we had falling crime rates instead of this crime problem, out-of-control crime problem we have now? Did you hate the fact that we had low gas prices? Did you hate the fact that we had affordable food prices? Did you hate the fact that we had no wars and peace breaking out worldwide? Did you hate the fact that we had inflation under 2% instead of 9% plus? Did you hate the fact that we had low unemployment and rising wages? Did you hate the fact that the policy under Trump was America first? Just what was it that you hated about the Trump administration and their policies that made you vote for Joe Biden and this mess that we have as a country right now. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Anti-abortion laws in the country that do not provide access to abortion, even in the case of rape or incest. Governor Greg Abbott, up for re-election, signed that law, but told Houston TV station KTRK yesterday afternoon that laws providing exemptions may come up in the next session of the legislature. Uh, there's going to be some laws that will be proposed uh, that will make sure that uh, we're doing more to protect the life of the mother. Uh, and we those are the kinds of laws that I'm going to be uh, looking to advance. A San Antonio teen is still in critical condition after a police officer shot him while he was eating a burger inside his car in McDonald's last Sunday. 17-year-old Eric Cantu still in the hospital with multiple gunshot wounds. The shooting is now being investigated by the police and the DA's office. Officer James Brennan was on the force just seven months and was fired this weekend. The police union said yesterday that it will not be representing Brennan. Correspondent Zareen Shaw. A San Antonio police officer fired after shooting an 
unarmed 17-year-old Eric Cantu as he and a female friend ate in their car in a fast food parking lot. Body camera video shows the officer opening the car door without any warning. Brennan reported that Cantu shut the car door, hitting the officer as he reversed. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Brennan starts shooting at the car multiple times as it drives off. Police arrested Cantu for evasion and uh, aggravated assault. Those charges have since been dropped. North Korea's recent run of missile launches has once again alarmed observers around the world. Admiral Mike Mullen, the former chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, says North Korea's nuclear weapons program has put everybody in danger. In the end, it comes down to will he ever use it? And I just don't know uh, the answer to that. So in that regard, we're in a more dangerous position than we were. On ABC's This Week, he said the U.S. needs to keep the option of denuclearization on the table. Sometimes we lose perspective on how devastating these weapons are. He said Kim Jong-un's following in the footsteps of his father and grandfather. That's correspondent Brian Clark. Pope Francis is speaking up the defense of migrants. Addressing a crowd of some 50,000 faithful Sunday in St. Peter's Square, the head of the Roman Catholic Church called it criminal to not open doors to those who are needy. His comments came as he elevated to sainthood a 19th century bishop referred to by many as the father of migrants. I'm Trey Thomas. KTSA News Time 603. Let's check KTSA Sports. Here's Rudy J. The Spurs fell to 0-3 on the preseason, dropping their game with the New Orleans Pelicans 111-97 last night. Doug McDermott led the Spurs with 14 points in the loss. They return to action tomorrow against the Jazz. The Dallas Cowboys are still perfect under Cooper Rush as he led them to a 22-10 victory over the defending Super Bowl champions in L.A. as Dallas is now 4-1. The defense led the way with five sacks, 11 quarterback hits, an interception, two fumbles, one of which was returned for a touchdown. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott told reporters Sunday that he is day-to-day as he continues to work his way back from a thumb injury and noted he's able to grip a football. He's also expected to see a doctor tomorrow. While the Texans got their first win of the season, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 13-6, it's the Texans' ninth straight win over the Jags. In college football from over the weekend, the now 22nd-ranked Texas Longhorns crushed Oklahoma 49-0 in the Red River route. The Texas A&M Aggies almost upset the then number one ranked Alabama, but the Crimson Tide pulled out a 24-20 win. The UTSA Roadrunners beat Western Kentucky 31-28 to remain unbeaten in Conference USA play. In soccer, San Antonio FC beat the Birmingham Legion 2-1 last night. I'm Rudy J for San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and AM 1250. We'll take a look at KTSA, Time Saver Traffic, and AccuWeather next. On FM 1071. And here we go on Monday, Columbus Day, the 10th of October. Trey Ware here, KTSA, along with Dennis, Jimmy, and Elaine, and you as well at 210-599-5555 as we tell you what's going on in the news i'll give you my comments on the news if you want to comment about it as well you're welcome to jump in here i just heard dennis with the uh, woke pope story over there once again the woke pope <laughs> does it all time he preaches something but he doesn't live that way you know that's the, <laughs> that's what a woke pope does yeah you got to preach all this socialist left-wing crapola oh we gotta be woke we got to be a socialist world. We got to open our borders, slamming countries for immigration policies. Going off script is what the Vatican said. He went off script and he was talking about how, you know, people, we should open up, open up all the borders. Basically, that whole communist manifesto stuff of there shouldn't be any borders, except for around him. See, the woke Pope preaches open borders and he's preached against when donald trump was building walls and stuff while maintaining a gigantic wall around his own country vatican city (laughs) i've said it before and i'll say it again if the woke pope really believes that we should have open borders tear mr pope tear down that wall tear it down Sell off some of those paintings and all those artifacts there and give that money to the Pope where it belongs. It belongs in their hands. But until you start living like you're preaching, you're inconsistent and nobody should listen to you. Until you decide to match up the way you live and your policies and your official state policies with the word that you're preaching 
and tear down the wall that's around your country and sell off all that stuff, all that gold and everything else that you own and give it to the poor. I don't want to hear anything. I can't I can't hear what you're saying because what you're doing speaks louder. Okay, in St. Louis, a city that has been ravaged with crime for any number of reasons, primarily left-wing Democrat policies and these left-wing uh, DAs, that were hired and paid for, bought and paid for by George Soros, who is uh, very weak on crime and not tough on crime at all. St. Louis, who was, for years, the murder capital of the United States that has now moved down to New Orleans, another another uh, city that is run by whack-job left Democrat policies, and uh, George Soros DAs there as well. Well, St. Louis says that auto thefts have doubled this year. Now, you you might be familiar with the Hyundai and Kia uh, TikTok challenges that are going out there. So St. Louis says they're going to sue Hyundai and Kia because those are the two manufacturers that are stolen the most in St. Louis. This makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You're not doing enough to make sure your vehicles are not stolen. So we're, we're, we're going to now sue the manufacturer of the cars for the fact that the cars are being stolen more so than Ford and Chevy and Toyota and all the other brands. Yeah, see, this is the way left-wing, nut-job, Democrat policies work, right? So, no, uh, we, we got to go after it. Uh, is it the mayor's war on the police and defunding the police? No. The prosecutor that lets the criminals run wild and go right back out the back door? No. City leaders think it's the cars and car manufacturers. They're the ones to blame and not the criminals themselves. That's like the gun law thing. And crazy pop was popping off about the gun laws again in the state of Texas and wants Greg Abbott to take all the guns away. Uh, never do they blame the criminal. The criminal's fine. The criminal's a victim. The criminal didn't do anything wrong. It's the gun. If we took the guns away, then there wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, ask those people who were stabbed to death in Las Vegas. If we take cops off the street, nobody's going to steal anything. And look what's happening in St. Louis with car theft up there. A New York Police Department is forcing to use dental records to ID a dead man who was pickpocketed. This is a horrible story. The man had been run over in Manhattan by a truck, a big truck. And uh, as he was laying there in the street, and, and, and crime in New York is out of control. Eric Adams and the woke policies of the DA up there, again, paid, bought and paid for by George Soros. Um, the, the man's laying in the street dying from being run over by a truck. And this other guy walks over and pickpockets him and steals everything out of his pockets while he's laying there dead including his ID. So the PD up there is having to resort to dental records, and they put out a tweet from the police department, thank God they didn't steal his teeth too. And what was really upsetting about this is that you had a bunch of bystanders standing around shouting, you go ahead, gangsta, go ahead. They were cheering the guy on for stealing everything out of the guy's pockets while he lay there in the street dead. That's why you have, in, in states that are not woke, and in counties that are not woke, that believe in taking care of law-abiding citizens and not the criminals, that's why you have a big pushback coming. And it's going to happen here at some point. There's going to be a pushback against all these woke Democrat policies that are letting the criminals prevail and, and run over law-abiding citizens. Florida Sheriff, Polk County, Florida, Grady Judd, Advice to residents up there whose homes and businesses have been looted in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. The sheriff saying, take your gun and shoot them. Shoot him so he looks like grated cheese. Yep, that's pretty descriptive, isn't it? He said people have a right to be safe in their homes. They have a right for their property to be safe. I would highly suggest that if a looter breaks into your home, comes into your home while you're there to steal your stuff, take your gun and shoot him. You shoot him so he looks like grated cheese. Because you know what? 
That's one looter that won't break into anybody else's home and take advantage of them. And, of course, the left has gone crazy wild. Quick break, 210-599-5555. I want to tell you about my friends over at Shirts Funeral Home. At Shirts Funeral Home, they're here to guide you through the process of planning a funeral. That's going to be something that your family is going to be very proud of, uh, a funeral that is going to honor your deceased loved one and your family as well. Taking into account all of your family's traditions, whether they're religious traditions or otherwise, making sure that the products that they offer you are exactly what you are looking for and not trying to sell you stuff that you don't need or don't want. You'll never get pressure like that from Shirts Funeral Home. You'll just get kind, compassion, caring group of people there. That's a family-run funeral home to take care of your funeral planning needs. That includes today and in the future. If you're thinking about pre-planning and pre-need, which is a smart thing to do, Shirts Funeral Home is here to help you with that as well. That's Shirts Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. Partly cloudy warm the next three days with highs in the upper 80s to low 90s. And right now, it's 66 at KTSA. Columbus Day 2022, KTSA. It's the 10th of October. 620 at Treyware, 210-599-5555. Guy who I have on the show frequently, Chip Roy, is, <laughs> well, to say outspoken <laughs> is putting it mildly. Chip is uh, no holes barred, says what he thinks, and uh, means what he says because he actually does it. Uh, and I'll give you an example here in just a minute. But he was speaking out uh, over the weekend, and he said that Republicans need to go on the offense and lead and says that Democrats are trying to kill our country. I couldn't agree more. Said this for a very long time. No more wussies. Be serious about be serious about it and uh, and take it to the Democrats. This is you know twenty eight days, seventeen hours, thirty nine minutes, and forty nine seconds. That's how far we are away from the polls opening on November eighth. If you can vote early, vote early. Uh, the Democrats are going to do everything they can. I believe they're going to try to cheat by mail. You know, just like they did in twenty twenty. I think there's going to be ballot harvesting that's going to go on. I think that's going to be a reality. And so the the turnout by American patriots, I don't care what you call yourself, what party affiliation, what letter you put behind your name, that is so irrelevant in today's world. It's meaningless. What matters is the people on the left, the Democrats, the party of, 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 of Joe Biden, is all about absolutely killing the country and doing all they can. When you think back two years ago to where we were in this country and you think about where we are in a mere two years, giving this group more time, more space, more availability by running the country into the ground, they're going to have it destroyed in no time at all. Look what they have done in just two years' time since they took over and they run all the levers of power. And my question this morning I have been asking, and it is a serious one, and I would like Democrats or Republicans, whoever, I would like people who voted for this mess of an administration to answer the question. It's a fair question. You voted for this administration. You voted for what they're doing right now, and I'm just curious what you hated about the previous administration. Was it the fact that the border was being controlled? Was it the fact that we didn't have the huge amounts of fentanyl coming across the southern border? Was it the fact that we had falling crime rates instead of crime out of control on the streets? Was it the fact that we had low gas prices? That we had affordable food in those days? that we weren't involved in numerous wars, that peace was breaking out worldwide, that inflation was under 2% instead of 9-plus percent that it is today. Was it low unemployment that you hated? Was it rising wages for minorities that you hated? 
Was it America First policies that you hated? For those who voted for this mess of, a, of an administration and this mess that the Democrats are doing right now by running the show, just what was it that you hated so much that you voted for these people to destroy everything good that was happening in our country? That, and that's just a partial list. So what, what exactly was the motivating factor? And Chip Roy says that you got to go out in full force to get every Republican elected running against a Democrat. I agree. I agree. He said Democrats want to kill our country, and the Biden administration is at war with the American people. I agree with that, too. There's no doubt. That's a very clear statement. He said Republicans, unfortunately, have too often cowered in the corner, wringing their hands about shutdowns. You're right about that. He said Republicans need to stop accepting the rhetoric of the left in the media and go on the offense. Why on earth would I be taking taxpayer money, borrowing money, printing money to defend a Department of Homeland Security that is purposely allowing cartels to control our border and fentanyl to come in and kill Americans? I couldn't agree more. You know, one thing when I, when I said that he not only says the words, but he, he walks the walk, he has been trying to get funding stopped for these agencies that are working against Americans' best interests. The Department of Homeland Security is not working for our best interests. They're working against our best interests. So why, why would Republicans go along and say we need to fund the Department of Homeland Security? Why would they go along with another stopgap spending measure? Why would they not stand up and say, no, we're going to, hey, I'll shut the country down. You betcha. If that's what it takes to have these agencies stop working against the American people, then that's what it's going to take. He said we need to turn it on its head and say I will fund a Department of Homeland Security that will actually secure the border, stop the flow, empower Americans, not cartels, and stop the fentanyl pouring into our country. So stop funding them. Just cut the money off. He said Democrats want to kill the country. And he's urging voters to go out in full force and get every Republican elected that's running against a Democrat. I've been saying that now for months on end. It has to be overwhelming. And every single Democrat who is running with opposition today in this election must be dispatched and turned out of office. Every one of them. Chip Roy went on. He said if you're a Democrat running today on the Democrat ticket, you're accepting the terms of this administration accepting the terms of Nancy Pelosi to be at war with the American people. And they need to be fired. He said, you're not aligned with our values. You're not aligned with the Constitution. You're not in any way for limited government, free enterprise, our faith in the Lord Almighty, and allowing the American people to prosper. And he said, Republicans, time for you to lead. Lead, damn it, he said. Get up. Stand up for something. Stand up for America, and the people will follow. And he warned that America is under invasion. So Americans are dying with the cartels, continue to profit down at the southern border. He's right. It's 100% right. And got a chance in 28 days, <laughs> 17, I got, a, I got a counter in front of me. 28 days, 17 hours, 33 minutes, and uh, 17 seconds to make a change. Jim, all right, let me go to line one. Jim, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, sir. When old Bush come out of that Department of Homeland Security back 20 years ago, it was a joke then. I knew that right out of the gate. Because we got the local cops, we got the Texas Rangers, we got the DPS, we got them bumbling FBI at that time. We got the U.S. Army, and now we need another layer of this? No. Say, what are you talking about? Uh -uh. We should disband it. There's no, there's no need for yes. it. Yes, it's a, it is Absolutely. a, it, it is a again something has been weaponized against the American people. Thank you, Jim. These agencies that you know are created and funded by our tax dollars, and then they work against us, being weaponized against the American people. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I want to tell you about my friend, Doctor Dallas Broadway, and the physicians at Broadway Vascular. If you suffer from poor circulation, it's dangerous. You could lose a limb. 
the Dr. Dallas Broadway and the physicians at Broadway Vascular, well, they're saving limbs every day, and they're helping people by restoring their circulation back. Those who suffer from poor circulation, it's, you know, very painful. You lose a lot of sleep, um, ending up with leg and foot ulcers and stuff like that. Well, at uh, Broadway Vascular, they're reversing all that, and they're saving people's lives. They are keeping people out of the hospital and getting them well, and insurance does pay for this. So most outpatient procedures take about an hour or so, and they are minimally invasive vascular procedures from Broadway Vascular and Dr. Broadway. Find out more today by giving them a call and getting your consultation at 210-465-7015. Columbus Day. Going to be partly cloudy warm the next three days. Upper 80s to low 90s, 66 now at KTSA. A couple of quick things before I uh, talk some more about this, uh, you know, not not getting the news out there and the stories out there. Dennis, you went to the Hall of Fame induction yesterday. We got two I from did. here that got into yes, the Hall of Fame. Yes, it was exciting. I was on the uh, the nominating and, uh, and voting committee, and it was one of my high pleasures to nominate and vote for Greg Martin and uh, Ann Alfonso Flores. Yes, uh, both are superstars here at Alpha Media. Both of them. Yes. Uh, Greg began, uh, He, you know what he'd do? He would show up around here when he was 13. He got bitten by the bug in that old building back there. He showed up one day with his mama because he just wanted to see a radio station. And my dad set him down behind the control board and put my dad's headphones on him. That <laughs> picture is on Greg's Facebook page because uh, his mama took the picture. And from that moment on, he wanted to be in radio. And so he would just show up here when he was 13. He, he worked over or went to school at Kruger and walked this way to get home. And so he would just come in. And be, I was programming KTSA at the time and running the station. And he would just, you know, what can I do? What can I do? How can I be involved? And at the time, we had a legendary disc jockey here by the name of Chuck Browning. They called him the Chucker, legendary across the country. And... Um, uh, Chuck was, you know, in the in the later part of his career and was not good at operating the equipment. And he had a problem one day, and I pulled him off the air. He was doing middays, and I pulled him off the air, and he quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I said, okay, you quit. And, uh, you know, I figured he'd come back the next day or whatever. Well, I told the, the guy who was running the station, I said, put him on KTFM, you know, if, if it's important to have him here, put him on KTFM. So they did, but he couldn't run his, he couldn't operate his equipment. So guess what? We found something for Greg to do. And that's how Greg, Greg ran the equipment for the chucker. And that's how he ended up uh, running the entire radio station now. <laughs> you know, we got Lance Hawkins that sits on top of it all. But the guy who makes sure this place operates is Greg Martin. Yeah. And uh, he certainly, I can't think of anybody who deserves being in the Hall of Fame more than Greg Martin does. And... We have uh, Hispanic stations here, Spanish language stations here, and they are being run by another legendary programmer by the name of Alfonso Flores. Alfonso's been in this business, I can't, I can't tell you, 30-plus years in Spanish language. He, he is a legend in Spanish language media, and he went in yesterday as well. So it was a great event? Yes. I didn't get to go. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah also, a, a third person, uh, Debbie Alcacer. Oh, Debbie Alcacer. I forgot about yes, her. Sorry. How uh, dare I? The yeah, electric she, lady. Yeah, the yes. electric lady and our, our traffic lady. Yes. Yeah, she's, 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 she she took the day it. off, but I did see her yesterday. Voted for her, too. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going through some physical therapy stuff. Uh, years of football and, and all that has caught up with me. And sometimes I get a couple of days where I just can't really do anything. Yeah. And uh, this weekend... Was uh, was that? I, I don't usually talk about my personal stuff on the air yeah. like that, but I I will in this case because it's just you know there are times when I can't when I can't move. I had a, <laughs> that's I had what a, I'm going through now. I had a question last night. It was work related, yeah. And so I was like, oh, Greg should be you know still awake. Texted him, and he was like. Oh hey man, I'm at the Hall of Fame deal, and I was like, oh well, yeah. don't answer my stuff. <laughs> Go get your reward, man. Well, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. All, all three of them deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it was great yesterday because you know got to run into Liz Ruiz and uh, a bunch of other people there, so it was nice to catch up with them. And uh, it's old home week. Uh, you know, yeah. Rick Upton went in. Yeah. I worked with Rick several times during the. You know, here Rick was here. He, he was uh, programming KTFM at one point. The FM. So, uh, and there were several others that went in yeah. uh, that certainly deserve it. Yes. Great class. Yes, absolutely. It's a great class of Hall of Famers that went in. 
So good for them. Uh, very, very happy for them. Now, we were talking off the air a minute ago about the Dallas Cowboys, and we have to – you brought up a question a second ago, so yeah. what was it, Jimmy? Well, I didn't know that since 1972, a Dallas Cowboys defense has not held the first five opponents under 20 points. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, so I'm looking at some of these stats, and I don't, I'm not a stat guy. I could care less about stats, but I think this is pretty interesting stuff. First of all, the Los Angeles Rams, who are the defending Super Bowl champions, right. they have not been held to 10 points, but uh, for five times in the past, I think it was 10 years or 15 years, right, held to 10 points or less. This year, they've been held to 10 points or less five times this year. So think about that, right? So the Los Angeles Rams, they've got trouble. They've got a problem. They, they, they definitely have got uh, some, some fixing to little do. little Super Bowl hangover, maybe. Yeah. But the Dallas Cowboy defense has been playing outstandingly well. Ooh. And, uh, you know, we all talk about Cooper Rush because that's where the attention is. The quarterback, he has definitely stepped up. But the level of play of that defense and, and special teams, when you talk about the first score was that – was that block and the, and, the, and the fumbled, and then you got mm-hmm. the block punt and everything else that they, the special teams have been doing. The Cowboys have risen to the occasion this year, which has been shocking to me because every year as a Cowboy fan, I've awakened going, I'm ready, this is going to be the year, <laughs> and then they suck. Yes. Uh, not so this year. They are not sucking this year. Dan Quinn is a legit coach, well, and that defense loves him. And that's the problem, is that next year he'll be head coach somewhere. Right? No, no, I don't think so. I think well, he signed extensions and he's with. Well, us. I hope so. I hope you're right. I'm pretty sure he. But is. he's he's going to be high on the list uh-huh. to, to come to come get. But yes, since 1972, and you had two tall Jones and Randy White and D.D. Lewis. I mean, names that are just historic Dallas Cowboy. You know, Harvey Martin, the, guys like that. The Manimal. That's what they called Randy, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> half Randy, man, half animal. I I loved Randy White, and just watching him play was an inspiration to me. But I, this is why I wanted to get to this real quick. When they were running out the clock yesterday, game was over, and all that. You know how they just take the knee. They did the Tom Landry victory formation, which is real tight in, a, mm-hmm. in the lines in a V. And do you remember when they used to Stay put their hands up. on their hit on their on their knees, and then he would call, you know, uh, Roger Staubach would say set, and they would go up and then down. That's what they were doing yesterday. Now teams don't do that anymore. That was the Tom Landry, you know, famous thing, and it was awesome to see that yesterday. Paying homage to Tom Landry was cool. Very good. Okay, a quick break. When we come back, it'll be money time around here. We'll talk with Carl Eggers, creatingrichlives.com, Trey Ware, KTSA. When it comes-